let let let's read the scriptures today i'm going to read uh, uh some scriptures um from the book of psalms chapter 8 from verse 1 if you have your bible you can open and um, if you can project it the same for those that may not have their bibles O Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your voice. To steal the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is man that you are mightyful of him? And the sons of men that you care for him. Yet you have made him a little lower than Elohim or God. And crowned him with your glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen and all, also the beasts of the field. The birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea. Whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O oh Lord our God. How majestic. In all the earth is how majestic is your name in all the earth. We continue reading. I'll read from First Corinthians chapter 2. Again, I'll read the whole chapter. And when I came to you, brothers, did I not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom? Now, wait a minute. And when I came to you, brothers, did, did, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to come, to, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech, my message, were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might not be might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet, among the mature, we do impact wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age, who are doomed to pass away. But we impact a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the angels of our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, 
no ear had no other no heart of men imagined what God has prepared for those who have who love him these things God has revealed to us through the spirit for the spirit searches everything even the depths of God for who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him so also no no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we might understand the things freely given us by God and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom but taught by the spirit interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of god for they are foreign to him and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned the spiritual person judges all things but is himself to be judged by by no one for who has understood the mind of the lord so as to instruct him but we have the mind of christ father we thank you for the reading of your word we are grateful that today we are gathered here your children that you created in your image and in your likeness and the scripture that we have read in the psalms has told us that you created us just a little bit lower than yourself in other words of all the created beings we are the first except you king of glory because you you are not created and therefore we are honored today to sit at your feet and to listen to you instructing us and speaking to us opening our eyes and our ears spiritually so that we can perceive the spiritual things and understand the season that we are in and be able to operate according to your will father we pray for wisdom wisdom that is not of this world wisdom that mighty god we cannot acquire in schools knowledge and understanding that is deeply spiritual and we cannot find it on this earth this is what we ask that you may reveal to each one of us the reason why we are alive at a time like this we praise you and we bless you for we pray this in Jesus name amen hallelujah god is good and all the time God is good and that is his nature. Our God is good and he is good all the time. He speaks to us always and he keeps revealing himself to his children. Sometimes this year the Lord gave us a message and through one of us it was a spiritual message and when i received it 
I said we will, I will process it. I'll wait for the appropriate time. And if it, the Lord allows me, I'll share that message. And I believe this is the season that I need to share the message. Why? Because I have witnessed similar messages being shared in the country and outside the country by the servant of God concerning the times and the seasons that we are in today. And it is important for a child of God to understand the times and the season. Because if we do not understand times and the seasons, it is possible for us to miss on God's blessings when he comes to visit or he releases blessing to his children on earth. And therefore, it is important that we stay alert, we stay awake, and that is why we keep encouraging you to pray and to stay in prayer so that as you stay in prayer, you are able to hear what the Spirit is saying. The Lord is able to lead you to certain portion of the scriptures and as you lead them, they witness to you, they speak to your situation, they speak to the hour of needs and you are able to relate and say, the Lord is with me even though I am going through what I am going through. And that's why you are a spiritual being. Though you operate in a physical body, you are a spiritual being. Praise the Lord. And you need to understand that so that you are not tempted to think that you are physical and remain physical. Though you are actually what you see, what we are able to see, we are seeing the physical. Yet, you are spiritual. God does not see you the way you see yourself. He sees you beyond what you see yourself. Because when he looks at you, he sees the origin of the person that he created and he made in his image and his, in his likeness. And if you have noticed, this is one of my best phrases in the scripture, or scripture that I like quoting, that we are made in the image and in the likeness of God. It is very, very important that we keep remembering that though we are the way we look, we are made in the image and in the likeness of God. And as the scripture that I have read in the book of Psalms, the psalmist says, what is man that you are mighty of him? Why do you take so much interest in this being that is, that is frail, that you created? And then he responds and he says, but you made him a little lower than Elohim. Meaning, you made him a little lower than God himself. Praise the Lord. And indeed, this is, can be confirmed from the scriptures. Because there is no created being that has the image and the likeness of God. The angels do not have the image and the likeness of God. There is nowhere we are told in the scriptures that they carry the image and the likeness of God. It is only man that is said to be made in the image and the likeness of God. And therefore, when he says, you have made the, him a little lower than yourself. Why are you mighty for him? But when you look at what God has done, the sun, the moon, and the stars, all creations we marvel. But I can tell you, there is nothing that can compare with you. No creation that com can compare with you. The brightness of the sun or even the moon. 
the splendor of stars cannot be compared with you. Those things do not give God any satisfaction the way they, he gets satisfaction from you, human being. Praise the Lord. And I'm saying this to let you know that God is so much interested in dealing with us and he cannot work without humanity on earth. And that's why we are encouraged to talk to him, to pray to him, because when God wants to work, when God wants to act on earth, he looks for a soul. He looks for a human being. He looks for one who is made in his image and in his likeness that he may use that very person. And that person is none other but you who is seated here today or you who at home is reasoning or wherever you are. I would like to remind you that you are made in the image and in the likeness of God and God has invested every in you. And therefore, he keep on talking to us. He keep on challenging us. He keep on reminding us. And when you see God directing his words towards you, you know, when you see God warning you of a situation, when you see God telling you, my son, come out of that habit, he is telling you because he has invested every in you. It's just the same way you not let your child, your son or your daughter mess up or allow life to destroy him. You don't give, you don't give up on your child. You don't lose hope of, of, of that child. Even if the child has, 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 has extreme in terms of the way they have gone, they are wayward the way they have gone. You do not give up on them. You keep hoping. You keep praying. You keep talking to them. You keep reminding them. You keep even, you know, going to, to the extent of almost bribing them so that they can change. If you can, if it, so what is it, my son, that I can do for you? Because you do not want that child to get lost. Brethren, we have a father who loves us so much so that he doesn't want any one of us to get lost. Amen? And sometimes it didn't, you may have gone so deep into sin. So deep into sin. Yet I want to tell you that God has not given up on you. It's only men who give up on other men. We are the one who judges you. We are the one who says he has done so much or she has done. She's gone too far to come back. But let me tell you something. That soul has a father. That child has a father. That woman has a father. That man has a father. And it's only the father who knows the relationship between him and that person. You know, God is so loving. And he says, if he declares judgment on a, a sinner or someone because of their wicked ways, if that person turns away from his wicked ways and comes back to God, even though God had declared judgment, he says he will forgive and that person is accepted like he has never sinned. 
Have you ever read a scripture like that in the book of Ezekiel? Have you? That shows how much our father loves us. That he has decided this one has gone is, is too much now. I'm judging this one. But before the judgment is executed, these souls come to the father with a repentant heart. And God, because he is merciful, looks at that soul, looks at the judgment he had decided, and realizes this is my child, has come back home. He will forgive. And it is like you've never sinned. And then the people will wonder, same person? How come? Because God is a laughing father. I would like each one of us to see ourselves like that. We have a father who cares, who loves us so much. Amen? It's not what we have done. It's not even our salvation. It's not our confession that has made us who we are. We will not earn eternal life because of coming to Christ. We will earn eternal life because Christ paid the price. Amen? Are, you, are we together? Now I can share with you a few thoughts that the Lord has want us to hear. The Lord is looking for men and women. He can fight to invest, to invest superior dimensions of his grace. These dimensions are virgin dimensions in the spiritual realm. But it is only but it is only waiting for those who can pay the price and have the passion and desire and willingness for the things of the kingdom. And the price, the greatest price that God is looking for is love. I want you to understand when it says the Lord is looking for men and women, he can fight so that he can release superior dimensions of his grace upon the face of the earth. In Psalms 8, the Psalms that we led, it says, O Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your voice. To steal the enemy and their vigor. Even if we stop there first, look at that scripture. O Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. We have no doubt about the name of the Lord. How he is and who he is. We cannot compare him with any creation. His name is majestic. But look at what he said. You have set your glory above the heavens. Amen. Out of the mouth of babes and infants. When he talks about babes and infants. He's not referring to that suckling child. He's referring to us. Because as far as he is concerned. We are babes and infants. 
He has invested so much in us. But out of us, it says, you have, out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your voles. What? Because of your foes. Because of your enemies. The Lord is saying, he has established strength using us, babes and infants. Because of what? His enemy. Who is his enemy? The enemy are not the beings that he created. He is referring to the spiritual and wicked powers of darkness. Led by Lucifer himself. That God has decided. He is not going to engage Lucifer himself directly. Because he is God. He cannot uh, waste his time with a being that he created. But look at what he has done. Invested in you. The power, the strength, so that you, he can use you now to deal with his enemy. And his enemy is the one who opposes his will and his kingdom here on earth. Praise God. Because the devil's mission on earth is to delay the purposes of God on earth is to oppose the, king, the establishment of the kingdom of God. And that's why when Jesus taught us how to pray, he told us this is how we pray. Our Father who art in heaven, I be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why does he tell us to pray? Because there are forces that opposes the will of God and his kingdom being done on earth. And because God does not want to engage those forces, he requires you that you gain the strength and the wisdom and the ability so that you can be able to engage those spiritual beings through prayers and dethrone their kingdoms and some of them are like thrones that are established on earth because again the devil does not operate you know on his own he uses human beings the unfortunate things for human beings is that God wants to use the human beings actually because he created them and because the devil opposes whatever God is doing he too chooses to work with human beings so that is why you will discover that the devil is using human beings. There are human beings who opposes the will of God. There are human beings who opposes the what you do as a child of God. There are human beings who do not want you to prosper just because you are born again. Are you understanding what I'm saying? These are forces of darkness that rise against you and me. But then the Lord says, we are in a season. And in this season, what is he about to do? He is looking for men and women who are available, who are ready to labor. In other words, who are ready to spend time in prayer, who are ready to spend time in reading the word of God, in seeking to know what is your will, our Father in heaven, for this season. Why do I want to know the will of God for this season? Because I want to do the will of God. I want to be found doing the will of God. Because brethren, let me tell you. It's a sad thing that human beings have been on earth for quite some time. And most of the time, we are not doing the will of God. We are busy actually pursuing the interests of the devil. 
and that is wealth and riches and fame and power. Those are the things that mesmerize us. Physical things and tangible things. We are forgetting that there are spiritual things that are higher than tangible things that we need to pursue because unless you pursue what is in the spirit, when you pursue the physical, you miss the spiritual. And the physical is temporal. But the physical is permanent. Are you hearing me? Are you getting the message? Well, it is too deep. It is too deep. Praise God. The spirit of the Lord will give you interpretation. What I want is to provoke you to desire to seek spiritual things as opposed to pursuing physical and other things. I'm not saying that you do not work with your own hands. I'm not saying that you do not do business and all get employed. But I'm trying to provoke you to tell you what you have is so temporal that what you do not have is what is permanent and it is hidden. But if you pursue it, God is willing to release that to you. Are you? Amen? Are we together, brethren? Are you willing to pursue? Amen? You know if you pursue, you shall recover. Even David said, ask him, can I pursue? And he was told, when you pursue, you recover. When you put some effort, God will give you the grace to recover what you are looking for. But if you don't put any effort, if you are satisfied with this message and theory, we are saved so that we can escape hell and go to heaven. Yes, one day we shall go to heaven, but we shall remain miserable on earth. That is not the kind of salvation that God called you for. You are the light of the world. The world is in darkness. And when you think of what is this light, can you imagine if there is total darkness and you are the only one who has a torch, everybody in the village will come for you. Because you have the light, isn't it? Now, have you ever imagined that you are the only one who has the light in a world that is full of darkness? The world is looking for you. The world needs you. It's not you to pursue the world. It is the world that needs to come to you because of who you are and what you have. Spiritual dimensions. And these spiritual dimensions, they are virgins, meaning... There are things that have not been heard. There are things that have not been seen. There are things that may not even be written in the scriptures. But they are there in the spiritual, in the spiritual, in, 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 in the spirit. Now I'm not trying to say that we'll need to invest new, new things. Exactly. No. I'm trying to say that there are things that you can only receive them when the spirit of God drops them in your, in your spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And these are the things that the Lord is saying. Spiritual dimensions that are virgin in nation. And it is only the willing, those that are willing to pay the price that you receive them. In the book of First Corinthians that we have also uh, just led, look at what it says. Verse 6 says, Yet among mature we do not impart wisdom Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom 
of God. These are the things that the Paul is talking about. Secret and hidden wisdom. Virgin things that have not been experienced before. Which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is, it is, as it is, it is written, what no eye has seen. These are the things we are talking about. That's why we are being told they are virgin. They are things that we have not experienced. They are things that uh, no one has experienced of. But they are there. And they were there from the very beginning. But hidden or kept for a time like this. Why? Because there is something that God is doing in the world today. You have heard and it has been said. Those of you that, that um, are keen spiritually. That we have entered into a season of revival. The end time revival has already started. And this one is going to be different from the previous revivals. That it is not going to happen in one place. You know the other revivals, they happened in a, in a, in the, in a, in a, where? The Sousa Street. Some happened in a, in the, where some cities in the UK. And people would run there to go and receive from the Lord. Now the Lord is saying, this time, the airtime ones will not be in a place, but it will be in the hearts of the believers. In other words, revival has already started in you. That is why the Lord is revealing things to you. That is why the Lord is dealing with you as an individual. Challenging you to live a holy life. That you do not need to listen to the preacher to know that you need to, hold, to lead a holy life. The spirit of the Lord is revealing and is talking to you. That is God and that is revival that has already started in, in you. And when these things happen to each one of us, then when we come together, one has a song, another one has a revelation, another one has a prophecy, praise God, another one has a tongue, another one has an interpretation of tongue. These are things that are in the scripture, but they are not being experienced today, but they are for the church of Jesus Christ. And it is upon you to desire those spiritual things so that you can become, in, though you are spiritual, you can experience the goodness of the Lord. Amen? He says, what no eye has seen, that eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, not even the heart of men can imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. Now, sometimes when we read these scriptures, we tend to think that it is talking of the heavenly, you know, earth that will come. It is talking of when we exit this earth, that there are things that we have not seen, that we only see them when we go to heaven. I want to, uh, to correct you. It's talking about now. It's talking about things that will happen on earth. That have not been experienced. It's talking of phenomena that will start taking place on earth that men have not even seen. That will make even kings, presidents, and wise men marvel at what is going on here. Because it is going to be beyond what they have known and what they have always understood. And that's why Paul says, Had they known this, had they perceived, had they seen what would happen, they would not have crucified Jesus. 
because it is as a result of his crucifixion that what is happening today, the wisdom that has come to the earth today, the wisdom that God is about to release that is on earth today. So, had they discovered that this is what will happen, they would not have crucified him. But because they did not know, they thought they were winning. But they did not win. They lost it. And they lost it so that you can gain it. So today you are privileged. Do not belittle yourself. You are a child of God. You are the one God is looking for to reveal this hidden mystery. That is saying they are virgin things. Things that have not been seen. Things have not been, been, been heard. They even human beings cannot understand them. Brethren, these are the blessing that God wants to give to us. God is calling the church to reconcile creation. Amen? Back to him. The book of Romans, and I close with this because time is gone. Chapter 8. Verse 18. For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. The suffering that the earth has experienced cannot be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. There is a glory, brethren, that is to be revealed to us. But we need to pursue it. We need to seek for it. We need to hunger for it. And this is what it says. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revelation of the sons of God. There are sons of God that need to be revealed, to be manifested. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to, to, its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruit of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies. Praise the Lord. There are things that must happen before we are raptured to heaven. Amen? And I keep saying, there is no way Christ will come for a church that is not prepared. He is preparing, he loves his church so much that he's taken a point upon himself to now prepare the church. Though he will come like a thief, there will be indications and signs. Because this glory, when the glory comes and it is upon you, it is in you, it is in me, we cannot fail to see the glory. You cannot fail to see a person who is walking in glory. Praise the Lord. And that will tell you something has happened to the body of Christ. And this is what the message is referring to today. When God says, 
I am about to release new dimensions. I am about to change the situation. I am about to bring a new glory. My praise the Lord. This is for us brethren. The church cannot continue to be intimidated by the enemy. Today, and I can test this, I'd say this. Some of us do not have the confidence even to tell our colleagues where we work that we are Christians. True or false? It's very true. Most of us, yes, we want to remain. We, we, we are okay. We, we, we are humble. We, we are, but we don't want to identify that we are Christian. Why? Because today, Christianity is looked down by everybody. Why? Because we have failed to impact the world. We have failed to show them that we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the world. We have failed to prove to them that we are wiser than them. Paul was highly educated. Those of you that read the Bible knows that who was highly educated. He had gone to the best and the highest institution that was there then. But when he's speaking to the Corinthians, what does he tell them? I, am, I did not come to you. And when I came to you, brothers, didn't, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty, Speech or wisdom. I did not come to you with my university education. As a lawyer. He was a lawyer. He was highly educated in religious matters. He knew everything that needed to be, to be known. Highly regarded. But he tells the, the Corinthians, I did not apply wisdom. I did not apply lofty speech. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. What is he saying? He was operating in a different dimension. He was demonstrating power to the people he spoke to. And no wonder they believed his message. And many turned from their wicked ways. How come today the church is not being believed? The politicians would toss us here and there. Because they know we have become weak. They can buy us with little things, with gifts and whatever. Because we are not demonstrating the power that is supposed, we are supposed to demonstrate. Brethren, I want to challenge this church. And all those that are healing me, we are in that season. And God wants to use us to release his blessing upon the, ch the church so that the church can speak to the world. And through the church, the unbelieving world can come to the knowledge of knowing who Christ is. Because it is not the will of the Father that those sinners may go to hell. None of them is meant for hell. Hell was never created for human beings. Praise God. But they cannot know him until they see him through us and understand him through us. That's why we need to pray and to seek to know the will of God and operate in his will and understand 
the season and the times we are in. God is about to release gifts to the body of Christ. Are you hungry for those gifts? Are you hungry for the wisdom, for the knowledge, for the understanding? And I can tell you something. These gifts and wisdom and knowledge will help you even in your careers. Because, and many of us can agree with us, all of us that have worked in those uh, um, uh, disciplines, institutions, various fields, we don't know everything. Most of the time we have issues that challenge everyone, including the CEO, and everybody's trying to say, where can we get a solution for this? Let me tell you, it is with you, child of God. You are the one who understands mysteries. You are the one that God will reveal things to you and they will come calling on you whenever there is a problem. But that cannot happen if you do not pursue and seek after the things of God. That's why I want to challenge you. There are these new things that God wants to do. There are new dimensions. There are new levels that God is opening. You want to do business in a different way. You want to be recognized in a different way. God People like Bill, what, what, what is this guy, Microsoft guy? Bill Gates. You know one time, a, a, a man of God, no, a woman of God told me that there was a time he was praying and God revealed to him that when he wanted to release that special knowledge that today we are proud of the technology that Microsoft, Bill Gates um, is, is credited for. It didn't come from him. That guy was a dropout. It's a revelation that was dropped to him by God. Yes. How many dropouts do we have? You know? How come he's the only one? No. It's a revelation that God released to him. But what saddest, the saddest thing was what, what this person told me. That when God was doing that, he looked for a righteous man from the church, from his kingdom. And there was none that can be trusted with a level of knowledge and the ability to disperse the same to the whole world. Look at what Bill Gates has done. He has spread that technology all over the world today. God says there was none in his kingdom that was ready and willing to be used of him to spread that. I want to challenge us today. That what Bill Gates has is just a drop. There is so much that heaven is still holding and ready to release. Are you available? Are you ready to be used to spread the same for others? Because the major problem is that when God gives you, you think it is for yourself. If Bill Gates kept it for himself, we would not be using Microsoft today. But he realized this is an opportunity. It has helped him, yes, to make money. But he has not kept that technology for himself. He has trained so many. And today, the world has changed. There is still more in heaven. Virgin things, spiritual dimension that God is ready to release. May God bless you and keep you and provide this same knowledge to you. I close there. Let's stand on our feet. Father in heaven, we lift up our voices to you to seek to know your will and to understand your ways. Mighty God, the things that you've spoken to us today, they may sound too spiritual, too complicated, but they are simple when you 
release them to us and into our spirit. And I pray today that this spiritual dimension, this knowledge that will help us in our field of speciality, mighty God to excel so that through the works that we do, your name is honored and glorified and many people are drawn to your kingdom. I pray that our Father, you release the same to us. We are available and we say, Lord, fill us. We are hungry. Prepare us, Lord Jesus, and help us to humble ourselves, to take time, Lord, to seek and to pursue those things that are matter. We bless you and we praise you, for we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord Jesus, the King of Kings, the Mighty One.